hey, everybody, our Teespring campaign is still going. Yeah, it is. It is rapidly wrapping up. However, um, there's still time for you to show your support for either of your preferred candidates or yes. platforms. Either traps, you know, snakes. Yep. Trap snakes or turtle pillars. Mm-hmm. So which kind of person are you? Um, and uh, you need to show your support if you want them to uh, to get to you know to get printed and actually have the shirt in mm-hmm. question. Um, if you're a snake man, you're all set. Yep. If you're a turtle man, you got a little bit of work to do. Yeah. Um, we're not again. We're not saying this out of greed. We're just saying if you want the shirt, yes. that's how Teespring works. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash shirts, mm-hmm. you can find um, the page for those and cast your vote. Yes. So as of the time this episode comes out, it's coming out on the 29th of March. Um, you have until April the 5th uh, to order this. So you have about a week left. Yep. So uh, get in there, vote early, vote often. And, uh, you know, may the future be ready, be ready to strike. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfire Side Chat. It is a... Beastly favorite. Beastly favorite? Bloody favorite? Frenzied favorite? Um, uh, it, it is a fine favorite. Yes. But it's up to you to decide if it's a foul favorite. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll find out over the course of this season. Yes. <laughs> I know Ominous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're here uh, this week to give you our first impressions of Bloodborne, which uh, just came out here this past uh, this past Tuesday. Yeah. And we, we've been both both been playing it. Um, this is not our uh, kind of first episode guide episode uh, that we have that covers the tutorial and everything. Uh, consider this kind of an amuse bouche, uh, you know, just kind of uh, dipping our toes in it because we are still uh, dipping our toes in the blood as well. Yeah. How many hours have you played, Gary? I, I think I am at about. 13 or 14, um, give or take. I haven't been able to play it as much as I want uh, because I started a new job. Yeah. So, and that that makes uh, slaves of us all. <laughs> that job's like, it's the first job of my life I've ever liked. And I mm-hmm. still would, you know, it's still getting in the way of being at home and playing yeah. Bloodborne. That's crazy because I've played it for 32. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. That, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might have, I mean, I might be underestimating um, how much I've played it, but uh, you're, you're a bit further along than I am as well. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so yeah, just kind of first impressions. We don't want to get uh, too much into stuff we're going to cover later. Um, we also need to say, so ordinarily, we just do this on one week, and then next week, we do the tutorial area and really get things started. Um, and I, I will take the heat on this if this makes anybody mad. Um, I want, I'm, we're going to push that off another week. And the reason being, um, so we do those tutorial episodes, and I'm really proud of those. Like, I think those are good, you know, if somebody's getting into Dark Souls, like, the first episodes of our, our first episode of our Dark Souls season, I think, is a good place to start. Same thing with Demon Souls and Dark Souls Two, mm-hmm. um, and they're really comprehensive. And uh, this and this kind of segues into our first impressions thing. But Bloodborne is so different <laughs> and has so much going on that I don't want to spread a bunch of misinformation. Yeah, and say like, hey, this mechanic is new and it works like this as a basic, and then have that uh, be totally false. Right. Um, so next week we are not, so in two weeks from now, we are doing our, our tutorial, uh, solo generalities episode. Uh, and then, and two weeks after that, we're covering, uh, central Yarnum, the first area. Right. So, um, we, like Gary said, we want to wait for the, wait for the blood to kind of settle. 
yes. you know, let everything uh, yeah get of, it cool down, get thick. <laughs> yep, coagulate. Yeah. Uh, just because you know we don't let, let we, it get thick. Parentheses three. <laughs> so. Yes, uh, but uh, but we don't want to uh, fire the hand cannon indoors, as it were. So uh, yes. we're we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do uh, in the next week. But uh, but the, but that is the case. And I will I will echo Gary's uh, kind of sentiment here. I expected to be further along than I was right now. Yeah, I mean, like I had beaten Dark Souls two mm-hmm. by this part, and this again, this is all kind of parts of. Uh, I guess you know we're just kind of segueing into it naturally. But like one of the first impression things. Um, is this game is hard. Oh my God, is it hard, um, Gary? It It is hard and different in a way those two things support each other. Like one, it is harder than any of the games in the series so far. And I don't think that's just newness. Like when I went from Dark to Demons, Cakewalk. When I went from Demons to Dark Souls 2, Cakewalk in comparison to this. Um, yeah. Because it is so, it is both harder and very different. Mm-hmm. So your knowledge as kind of a Souls veteran does work against you mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, so that's part of the reason why, you know, again, like I said, I had beaten Dark Souls 2 by this point and was like ready to and it also uh, the community had gotten further in understanding it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to stay wiki free as much as possible. But the few times I've succumbed to temptation and like I got to have somebody explain what this is to me. Um, <laughs> a lot nothing. of times. I'm Yeah, I'm coming up with blanks. All the walkthroughs online are about halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they stop at, a, you know, what I, I assume is around the halfway point. But again, I don't know because I don't know <laughs> anything. Yeah. And the like the like the, the the early going the first area that central Yarnum, I haven't felt like this since I spent like twelve hours in the undead berg. My, yeah, my, my, it, my first go through. It's a real wall. Um. So so I'm spending a lot of time. You know, it's all valuable. I'm learning as I'm going, but I'm just not getting further into it. And the systems don't have corollaries mm-hmm. the way they do in uh, the other Souls games. Like, I can't say like, oh, this is what the covenants are. Like, that's <laughs> a thing that we could do, or like, this is how this works. Like, they're new. Right. Um, it is it is extremely different. So yeah. thus the punt and thus that was the thing I took away from this when I first played it um, because I had avoided all the preview coverage. I knew there were guns mm-hmm. and I knew a little bit about the setting, but I had no, and I knew that you had to play more aggressively. Um, I had no idea it would be quite this different. And quite as withholding either, because something that happens is it just it, it's it's very it's very deliberate in the way it reveals these things to you. Yes. Yeah. Things yeah. that will have, you know, drastic implications on those first couple of hours and the interpretation of them, you're, you're, you're not going to get, you know, until, until things kind of play out. Right. It, know, is, it is, it is, can't, it's the most obtuse yeah. of the games. Like I feel like, um, even dark souls one, which is famously, you know, very obtuse, um, with like the bells and like there are, you know, actually there are two bells go ring them. Like <laughs> that gave me more of a sense of what I was doing and my place in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that game, you know, for all we talk about how obscure it is, like you start off with the intro that lays everything out and then you get told a prophecy and Mm -hmm. you can say these things in the intro are going to be important and I am the uh, subject of a prophecy. Mm -hmm. And even though there's a lot of twists and turns to that, those more or less turn out to be true. Right. Uh, No such thing in Bloodborne, (laughs) at Uh, least that I've found. to, to, To the point that even now, 34 hours in, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I have no clue. It takes that like Dark Souls 2, like in whereas Dark Souls 2 will use that, you know, the whole like people were saying like you're not going to know why you're here and that was part of a narrative conceit. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm not, I don't I'm not ready to call it anything other like I'm not ready to cast shade on it or anything, mm-hmm. but it isn't you know, I just don't know. No one's mm-hmm. telling me that. It doesn't feel like if it's intentional, the intentionality is to make me feel lost. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and lost in, in a one, in a great way, in a lot of ways, like it's really awesome. And every little piece of information I'm finding is really fascinating and cool. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, so the, the first, like first impression thing that I'm going to come up with is that, you know, that kind of bewilderment and, uh, and lack of direction. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this is a game that does not hold your hand and in a series that is famous for not doing that, but in retrospect, actually had, you know, 20 training wheels on it. And yeah, you know, training wheels, he didn't even realize were there. Um, yeah. in, in, in a lot of ways, at least until they, at least until they were taken away. Yeah. Um, and normally if we're going to, if we're going to bear this metaphor out when they take away the, the, the training wheels and you know, your dad lets go of the handlebars, uh, you're mm. supposed to just kind of keep going. And, uh, uh, that is not the case here. Actually, this is like you're 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 plopped in a room with the pieces of a bike. Yep. <laughs> and like, that's it. You know, and it's like you put this together and figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, like an odyssey of the mind challenge. <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah, it, it is. a So those little cards, it, it's a, the, the courtroom challenges, whatever those things are called. I don't, don't know. Those? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, like the, a, you be the judge. You be the jury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those things like are a mock those things trial are kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where like you just have to do evidence, and like I remember a lot of them were like, "But the client said he was allergic to tomatoes, but there was ketchup on the sandwich." You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that was it's 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 real life Phoenix Wright role play. It, it is like there, but there are books. Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah. Speaking speaking of which, I got I ordered um the fable dance. Book. I got yeah, mine I, too. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't I just kind of flipped through them, but I'm like, this is legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna sit down and yeah, really. I do a number on that after I'm done uh, bloodboarding and yeah. doing other pot homework and working and starting school. Yeah, you know, we'll get yeah. to it after all that. Yeah, when I when I did <laughs> the yeah. Um, um, so to kind of like take this out to the combat, which was kind of my 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 first impression, um, you know, with, 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 with the way that it treats that, I kind of tweeted about this, but you know, uh, caution is to Dark Souls as confidence is to Bloodborne. Yeah, right, like. Everything about this game is geared to make you as uh, act as aggressively as possible. It's interesting, too, because there's so and this is something one of the reasons why I'm with kind of withholding judgment mm-hmm. on some of that, because that does end up being the case. Like as a generality, that's true. There are lots of situations I found that I still benefited from handling in kind of Dark Souls classic. Mm hmm. You know, way of like, I need to be super cautious and just keep my distance and and stuff. Because when you couple that aggression thing with the sense of consequence Mm -hmm. um, that is inherent in souls, um, you do run into this tension that I really like, but also gets frustrating. Like if, you know, that kind of, you know, so there are a lot of little mechanical things to benefit that. Like enemies stagger incredibly easily. Um, They have the, uh, the regain system, which we'll talk about at length during our tutorial episode um and limited healing items and all three of those things are things to enforce aggression um one of the things that uh uh, discourages that is like that you know there are enemies still that can one-shot you Mm -hmm. and so what it means is that um unlike any other souls game um like a very simple mistake turns into a loading screen really quick Mm -hmm. um Uh, a 35 or 45 second loading screen yeah which like that's another first impression thing. I hate harping on technical shit. Yeah. Like that, but it does it's like right now it is my primary motiv- motivator not to die. Yeah. Is not to have to set through it again. Mm-hmm. Like uh it's you know it 45 seconds doesn't sound like a lot. Um but you die all the time. 
And let's, let's you know, put 45 we, seconds of silence in the middle of this show. Yeah, in the middle, yeah, uh, yeah. Every single time that you probably would die, like during a you know a half hour, 45 minutes or so of Dark Souls uh, or Bloodborne, rather, when you're just starting it, mm-hmm. you know. So the, we'll, we'll escape this episode like 10 minutes of content because <laughs> because it, it has all those soulless things that are normal, right? Like mm-hmm. you get to a boss, you're figuring them out, you're gonna die, you know, or you're likely to die while you're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have this this load screen you have this boss run up between attempts it's like the anti-hotline miami like where you know you have the like it's it's iterative in a way that i've never been madder at a souls game Mm -hmm. than this and i think this is what's contributing to it is just this this huge weight before being able to try again it's a drag yeah it it is is a bit of a drag like i don't i like i've I've always been you know good with that i've been at peace with that in souls games Mm -hmm before here because of that aggressive combat you know the fact that i can't stay back like that kind of iterative learning process i feel like lends itself more to a uh, like a a reactive combat system than this Mm -hmm. yeah possibly so it is like it's awesome that they're trying new shit it does some of the old stuff that they carried along i feel like conflicts with some of the newer systems yeah um in a way that right now just in the middle of it is making me very angry I'm not saying it is a bad or good thing yet. I'm saying right now the emotion that I'm feeling is like extreme <laughs> anger at it. And we'll see how that actually bears out. Like I will either get good scrub and be fine with it or I will come to appreciate it as a, you know, either like a kind of gleeful punishing mechanic or as like a cool down system, you know, or to add that extra sense of satisfaction or any of the things you could argue mm-hmm. um, these things are there for. Yeah. Uh, I may come around on that. Right now, it feels a little bit like two, like uh, you know, one foot in the in the future and one foot in the past kind of thing. Yeah, to me. Yeah, uh, what I will say, you know, somebody who traditionally has played Dark Souls without the shield, like somebody who broke beyond that, is probably going to have a better chance of being successful here. That, that is when I was talking about approaching situations um, cautiously. That is how I'm playing it now, um, more or less, because I have a weapon with a very long reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm keeping things at distance um, and still approaching them, you know, carefully, um, but, you know, just not being able to block. And the, uh, you know, and from time to time, I mean, I'm not entirely eschewing the intended play method. Like there are lots of enemies I take, you know, I just get in and scrap with. But when something's new and I don't know what it's going to do, I'm very hesitant to get right up in there. Yeah. Um, especially once you start running into like initially the early game, like everything staggers in one hit. When you get into the middle game, things stop doing that. Yeah. And if it's like if I hit him, he doesn't stagger. I don't know what his windup is and his windup leads to a one shot kill attack. Like that's just too much consequence for me to feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, being that confident. So like yeah. it, you do have to be confident. You know, like you're right about the the confidence uh, caution thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there I like I haven't. I haven't gotten to the point where I can feel that confident with yeah. it. And that could be on me. Like, this is sounding like I'm throwing shade. Mm-hmm. I, this is me processing, yeah. you know, my my initial kind of feelings of it. And that's all this episode is. Like, yeah. this, these are not final judgments. Yeah. My, my initial feeling. So I'm, I'm somebody who never really got out from behind a shield. Like, I, <laughs> you know, kind of did runs where I kept the shield as an option but tried to not, not get away from it. But that's just, you know, what ended up being successful for me. Um, kind of coming into this and being, you know, forced to learn how to swim, I've become very grateful and, you know, kind of, kind of boosted, you know, had my confidence boosted by the role that guns play 
in yeah. in, in the combat. Like you know, we had a, we had a little bit of a text back and forth. Like, oh, I feel like a badass with these reposts. Like you know, getting into the visceral attacks. That window is much wider, but I otherwise wouldn't have even taken a risk at trying a parry and repost. You can probably count, you know, uh, you know, if, if not on one hand or two, you're you know, both hands and both feet. How many times <laughs> I did a parry and repost in Dark Souls two? But here, that has actually worked its way in, and I'm constantly looking for opportunities to try and open that up because that can take a very difficult you know battle yes. where anybody could kill you with any one attack and turn those turn those death blow opportunities on their side into a death blow opportunity for me by by kind of opening this up and the the thing is though um when you're in that learning stage like not every enemy can be mm-hmm. reposted this way and not every attack can be right you know so like i agree with you and but it's one of those things where it's like 80 percent of the time i think it works um, but that one out of five times or one out of 10 times that doesn't makes me gun shy about it. No, no pun intended. <laughs> pun absolutely intended. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Pun, it was pretty pun, good. Pun, pun appreciated. Pun. Uh, I'll take credit for it. Okay. I wasn't fishing, but I like what I caught. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I do like, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I, cause I do, you know, I've been using the guns and it is super satisfying and I like it. Um, specifically in the kind of mid game where i'm at now i'm just running into more enemies that i'm kind of being punished for that and it really is just that like i don't want to sit through a loading screen lose all my stuff and then do this run up again like so that's kind of it's i mean it's just weird like i said i haven't it's just how i'm feeling about it right this second Mm -hmm. you know um let's talk about the trick weapons a little bit because i'm satisfied with how that varies up the tactics you know mm-hmm. of how you of how you approach any given any given situation and i like that it brings more variety to any particular build but strategically the lack of variety is kind of bumming me out insofar as i think i have like maybe four or five weapons at my at my disposal and in reality that is you know, eight to ten different weapons, depending on how you, you know, right. how they how they articulate. So I'm kind of really split on 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 what that has done to the way this game plays and kind of me, the, the the larger implications of that system. Yeah, me too. Like it it is um, on one hand, like the weapons are all really cool that I've played with. Like they're all really neat. The idea of the trick weapons is super cool, mm-hmm. um, and those are and we'll talk about them at length in the tutorial episode. But they're weapons, and they kind of have two forms. Mm-hmm. Um, you switch them into kind of like two different modes. And uh, I like that a lot. Um, one of the, but there are just so few of them and it kind of plays into a general un-RPGing mm-hmm. of this game um, in that, you know, build options aren't really a thing as far as I can tell. Um, the stand-in for magic you don't get until pretty far into the game. Hmm. Um and I haven't gotten it yet. This is just from reading <laughs> about it. And unless I'm wrong, like have you? No, I like I got I got a tweet from somebody who said, "Hey, there's magic in this." It was unsolicited too. Like, yeah. hey, there's magic in this. Gave it much later. Like they it's knew like, what we were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, I haven't gotten to it yet, and I'm like pretty far in. Like I think I'm I think I'm rounding the bend. Is you yeah know, in terms of in terms of what it's showing me. So if this is like a you know an eleventh hour reveal, it's kind of weird that they would put that system in and not let you use it on more of the real estate. It's either an eleventh hour reveal or it's an obscure thing that's hidden. Yeah, that we both missed. Um, regardless of which, like magic, which was you know in the earlier Souls games, like miracles played very different than sorceries, which played pretty different than pyromancies. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those are off the board. Um, Ranged weapons, you know, you can make a a gun build, but it requires a lot of runes. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, which you don't get until a decent way through the game. Yeah. Um, or you can, you know, it depends. You can kind of speed run to that boss if you want to. But um, yeah, so the so the lack of builds kind of plays in with that lack of weapons to where like the weapons do feel very different. Um, but there's just so few of them. And the biggest thing that I'm missing from it um, that I didn't realize I'd be missing about it mm-hmm. is that um, when you go and you like it, it, I'm still exploring and looking for every glowing item mm-hmm. on the ground because that's souls and that's why I want all the glowies. Um, but so fewer of the so few of them are equipment mm-hmm. now that the reward ends up being like, oh, this is a consumable that I have. Like I'm just not going to use. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, oh, this is a thing that powers up my guns. I don't use my guns very often. Or oh, this is like a really minor soul item. Um, so it kind of takes away some of that fun, like being able to go and find like a, a good weapon or powerful weapon or just try out new weapons on a regular basis mm-hmm. was a fun thing in previous Souls yeah. games to me. And then on the other hand, like each individual weapon handles, you know, as well, like each weapon handles like the puzzling stone sword. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's a direct corollary to it in this game. Mm-hmm. But the idea, the weapons that have the like, this is this move set mixed with this move set. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. They all do that in a way that's really satisfying. They do that in a way that's really satisfying, and it kind of bums me out because the a lot of the equipment is still stack gated, right? So yeah. depending on the decisions that you make, you can lock yourself out of being able to do any kind of real experimentation down the line, at least effectively, right? Yes. So in this lean towards more action, it feels like they're being a little bit hampered by the kind of adherence to the the the, the stat and leveling up system, even though that is simplified from the previous games it's way it's simplified almost to the degree that it doesn't need to be there right like you could almost just have just level up mm-hmm. in this game because they, they've taken the number of stats down to six um two of them as far as i can tell like <laughs> entirely have to do with um you know magic which hasn't revealed itself yeah you know and then so really effectively you have four stats like a, a an endurance a hp stat and then dex or strength and then um, they've removed the entire consideration of quip burden mm-hmm. from the game. Like it just it's taken away so much that it were like the RPG elements and the build making elements that it just kind of conflicts with a part of the Souls game that I like while replacing it with something else I like, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's it's kind of like it's not a net loss, you know, because the combat I would say the combat in general is probably more fun. In this game, like when it's working, mm-hmm. when you're doing it correctly, it's really satisfying and quick and like yeah. almost feels like a platinum game, <laughs> you know, like you're doing like kind of cool, like plat- if there's a little combo meter on the side, like, yeah. it's you know, kind, that it's kind would- of funny because I'm playing Bayonetta at the same time because mm-hmm. I got it. I got it on the Wii U mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, like the, 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 the timing and stuff that that corollary is not lost like that, like that correlation between the two. And so it, you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought about that until just now. Yeah, but they're similar. They're so similar. Yeah, it is it, like that's what it feels like to me. Like I'm there's so every once in a while I'm pulling off moves that make me feel cool mm-hmm. in a way that I very rarely felt cool in Dark Souls. Like I, I could feel competent, <laughs> you know, like in Dark Souls. Like I'm just like, I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. now. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing, but every once in a while I feel really cool. <laughs> um, the, uh, the same thing goes for armor, too, which is a bummer. Yeah. Like all armor is light armor and like that has a big impact on fashion souls, but also it means that's an entire consideration to your character that just doesn't exist. Yeah. I haven't found any armor that varies from any other armor by more than 10 stat points. Right. Um, and they all look pretty samey too. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're, they're subtly different, but there is such a unified aesthetic. Like you can't do anything that's like just, you know, even color palette wise, mm-hmm. 
Like, it's like, what shade of gray do you want to wear? And then, like, I found <laughs> a white set of armor that was a like a dirty, dingy white that really just looked like a very light shade of gray. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Assassin's armor, the Assassin's yeah. Creed armor. Yeah. 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 So. Have you found the uh, so so there the hmm, is this is it a spoiler to say that there is a, a merchant where you can buy different sets of armor? Um, no, I found the the merchant like because uh, you can buy different sets of armor in the hub. Mm-hmm. I found that I've not found a different merchant. Yeah, that. that's the one okay. that I that, okay. that, that I've used. And that 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 added a little bit more variety. You're just not going to encounter a lot of this armor in the wild. Yeah, there just aren't very many sets, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, I feel like we're, we've been being negative. Let's talk about positive shit. Holy That's shit, this game is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the prettiest game in the series. It's the best argument for a PS4 that I've seen. It's one of the best looking games I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is, it is gorgeous. And it is gorgeous in a sense of graphical fidelity and then also in a sense of design. Right. Um, like, you know, that, that shit is, so on point as to be ridiculous yeah and it's on point in a way that isn't just you know frivolous they're not just saying hey we're gonna have all of these you know spires and minarets and you know victorian touches and things like all of the aesthetics kind of go in and you know build the world out and support the theme in a way that kind of uh, you know plays against that sense of being lost in bewilderment at the start right mm-hmm. like it, it it feels like a singular you know visual and thematic expression um, and that kind of offsets, you know, something that's a little bit of a bummer <laughs> with uh, the lack of variety in the early stage. What that sets up for later when they break out of kind of going around these Victorian cities is is some of the most satisfying visuals I've seen in the series and, and possibly in games. Yeah, but you have to go through it is they do hide it mm-hmm. under like it is. I have this initial like this is beautiful. And then it just kind of kept going for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, as you mentioned, that's intentional. It sets up this sense of the real, um, mm-hmm. you know, in order to shatter it. And uh, that's really, really cool, um, you know, in, in every way. Like it, at the time, I maybe it, like it was a smidge, like I was a smidge sick of it mm-hmm. by the time like I started getting into other stuff. Um, but not, uh, not to the degree that it didn't feel, you know, as satisfying or bombastic mm-hmm. when I got there. And all the, like the, the, the technical flourishes that they, that they're able to do with particle effects and, you know, normal maps and just the, all the, all the stuff that only like, you know, really people who are paying attention to that stuff can see support like the enemy design. Like when you're yeah. looking at these, you know, especially the bosses, but even the, even the rank and file, you're seeing these touches that I don't know would be, would be possible at that level of fidelity before. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just an amazing looking game. Um, level design is really good. Yeah. Like it is, it is, it is really excellent. I haven't run into a level yet that I felt like, um, was phoned in, mm-hmm. you know, everything is pretty, uh, you know, pretty thoughtfully designed, um, and pretty, uh, harshly designed in a way that I really like. Um, and even things like everything works for one reason or another. So like even things that, um, on paper are just a run up, um, will be very visually interesting or will have interesting enemy placement or an interesting mood. Um, and if they are not that, if they thing looks kind of boring, it will be interesting to navigate. Um, you know, specifically I'm thinking about, um, the sewers, mm-hmm. um, are, you know, kind of like, they're kind of boring looking, but there's interesting stuff as far as how you get around. Yeah. And, um, along with the level design thing, there are shortcuts in this game you know, multiple ones that feel as satisfying as like the shortcut in five two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and, and plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Like if, if that was a thing that you had a problem with in Dark Souls 2, um, I think we were talking about it off mic in the green room um, about how this is going to be kind of a weird season because a lot of people were um, – I don't want to say – I don't want to cast emotions on anybody. Um, but it seemed like some people, you know, we, we, were, we were possibly a minority in being as into Dark Souls 2 as we were even though we recognize its flaws. Um, and we're going into Bloodborne, which is getting universal praise, and I do see some flaws with it. Um, however – one of the thing I don't think it shares any flaws with Dark Souls Two. Right. Like there are a couple things it does that I don't like, but everything that Dark Souls Two did less than optimally, mm-hmm. um, I feel like this is knocking out of the park. Yeah. Um, in a way that like if you were one of those people, like you know, you may not agree with us, but if you were one of those people who like felt very lukewarm on Dark Souls Two, like this is a real must grab for you because it's it's addressing those things. Like you know, the, the kind of, uh, the interconnectedness, you know, of the, of the world, which like sometimes falls to the wayside, but at least the initial like first you know quarter of the game or the, you know, where you're gonna spend a lot of your time mm-hmm. does connect and double back on itself in a way that, you know, feels very soulsy and feels like a real place, mm-hmm. you know, as well. Um, those things are going to just, and those made me smile too, because those are things I like too. Like yeah. just because I, you know, didn't hate dark souls too for not doing them well, <laughs> doesn't mean I don't like them. Right. Um, so like I had a couple just like real smile out loud moments, <laughs> um, you know, doubling back on something or yeah. figuring out where two areas connected or even unexpected connections between areas like that, that, that sense of familiarity as you open a gigantic gate and walk through and think, wait a minute, what? I know yeah. this. Ah, yeah. Like that, yeah. like that, that is there in full force and it scratches an itch that, you know, really wasn't scratched that much last season. So it's yeah. nice. It's nice. It's nice to see it come back. And I think you put it very great when you say just because we liked things about Dark Souls 2 doesn't mean we don't really like stuff about Dark Souls 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Like they're they're They do things super differently, mm-hmm. you know, like and it's really going to come down to like the kind of things you value, um, you know. But again, like this, I'm way too early to kind of get to a final judgment, <laughs> right? You know, in it. So like, these are just like literally just setting down. Um, and this is between, as I mentioned before, I'm not saying this to repeat myself, but between like rage breaks <laughs> and stuff, which I haven't had to do where like, I can't trust my emotions because I'm too angry, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, that doesn't happen to me very often. Like I didn't, like I didn't rage at Demon Souls. I didn't rage at Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Um, only Dark Souls 1, which was the first one. So if that's literally the thing you miss is that rage feeling, which I know a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> you know, this is this is for you, too. Yeah, uh, this is th- th- this is going to make you feel again, I think. Yeah, Although, as far as that stuff goes. I, I think I've been more temperate than, than, than you with it. I don't know that I've ever, you know, rage quit. I think that I've I, I've been good about stopping myself before I get there. And that kind of comes along with, you know, being able to take time off with it and, you know, working from home most of the time and limiting myself to eight hours a day. Like, I'm very conscious of, like, I don't want to grind my gears and end up at a place where I was, like, with Dark Souls 2 with Seldora. Yeah. See, I, I didn't really run into that in too much in Dark Souls 2. Like, I had a couple mm-hmm. bosses that took me several tries, but nothing. And this isn't a judgment on that game. Uh, necessarily because i don't think i didn't also didn't run into that with demon souls i love demon souls yeah. um i just didn't run into it with those games but here the situation for me personally is different because i have more limited time than i would like um so when i spend three hours mm-hmm. you know just doing a boss run up and then uh going and grinding for healing stuff which is something we'll we'll talk about um the uh and it just feels like a waste like i'm not learning anything from my failures that's what's making me angry um 
where I just didn't have that at all in, in the previous games. So that's, is totally possibly like just a subjective Gary thing. Like this is just tailored to my weakness in some way that I, I can't, uh, you know, can't quite cop to or can't quite explain fully. Yeah. Um, yeah. First impression stuff. What else we got? Um, <laughs> I can't speak to the story at all or the narrative. Because... Yeah. Me, me either. I have a, I have a very vague idea, <laughs> but that is it. Which is fine. Like, yeah, it is fine, That's but great, it is even. I like that. Well, it's it's funny too, though, because like comparatively, I feel like I'm further in the game to not have an idea mm-hmm. than I'd previously been. Like I think the other Souls games, you get an I like they do kind of a bait and switch where it's like, here's the story that you think is happening, and then you find out the full story. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment. In Bloodborne, it feels like here's nothing. Like here's here's a couple lines ride on that for 20 hours and and then we're going to introduce some more stuff and like i'm hesitant to say that because it could you know somebody and they could be right and this is part of the reason why i'm speaking you know with with a real caveat here is that they're well oh you're just not paying attention or the clue pieces are there you're not putting them together um that could be true you know but i'm playing this the same way i've you know play video games and it's not revealing itself to me right like it could be there um it seems like it is hidden to me um, in a way that it hasn't been before. Yeah. And uh, if it's not to you, that's great too. But it it feels like that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I, I, it's kind of a little bit of a Krusty's going to get here kind of moment. And I don't yeah. know if Krusty's going to get here or not. Uh, I, I I bet you he's going to get here. Yeah. Like, and I, I, and, and I so trust if, it. I trust it too. And that's why any time I feel bewildered or questioning, I think, okay, this is actually building equity that's going to pay off when they open the floodgates or if not, when they open the floodgates, when I go back through it with a, you know, with a fine tooth comb and put things together. Yeah. And it reveals, you know, reveals what, and who even knows, like if that's going to become a mechanical thing too, because we'll, we'll talk about it again in the tutorial episode, but insight is such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that plays with in uh, new game plus because doing those early areas with insight that you're not able to have, um, in the might reveal new things too. Mm-hmm. Like, so it might literally be a different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, and even down to like, I don't really have like a log line on what I'm supposed to be doing at all. Like I'm going and, you know, I'm seeking adversity, mm-hmm. um, but w- the why of it is pretty lost on me. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I have some vague ideas about ending a thing mm-hmm. um, and getting to a big thing to end the thing. Mm-hmm. But each individual boss that I fight in the interim, I don't know why, what their relation is to the thing, mm-hmm. you know? So other, that's 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 where I'm at with that. Other than I am a hunter and there is quarry, but exactly, yeah, they're prey. Yeah, um, and that could be that it could end up being the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's unusual yeah. for for these games to just kind of have to be like, hey, these are bosses, go fight them mm-hmm. to go do it, or to even turn it into like, hey, think about it. Why'd you kill all those things? <laughs> like, the, yeah, the, I, if this turned I, out to be a spec ops thing, I would. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd feel bad. I've yeah. there's been a couple like. Maybe you're the real monster, like swerves <laughs> yep. going on in there, and I don't want them to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that suits this very well. Mm-hmm. Um, if that ends up being being the case, um, just because they didn't give me that that first part to give me motivation, like it's like the this you know the spec ops and Bioshock and stuff. They're like the game tells you to do this. It's the only thing you can do, and you do it. The game isn't even telling me mm-hmm. to do anything. I'm just doing it because it's a video game and like. You know, it's a, a world to kill shit in that wants to kill me. Yeah, progress super uh, Alice. Yeah, exactly. And because I, I'm going in with souls knowledge and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I will be interested when people start writing in 
to know if anyone is this is their first Souls game. Yeah. Um, because I, I would be really curious as to what that experience is like, because a lot of the stuff that we've talked about feels um, designed to be contrary or to counter previous iterations mm-hmm. in the series. Like it, it builds on and builds on itself in a sense of contrast as opposed to uh, evolution, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if, if this is if you're listening to this, um, if this is your first Souls game, like let us know um, and tell us if you had a similar experience. Yeah. Um, I'm worried that people are going to think that I were too down on this. Um, I'm not at all. Like I love it. And all I want to do is go play it right now. Mm-hmm. It's like literally the only thing I, I have to go do some chores and stuff. Um, I don't want to. And I, like I said, is the first time I've ever had a job I liked and I would, it came in, it's, it's a real monkey's paw situation because <laughs> it came during Bloodborne week. Yeah. Um, so all I want to do is play more of it. I'm so interested in it. Mm-hmm. And the moment to moment stuff is engaging and surprising in a way that like, is really well and truly special. Mm-hmm. Um, the only things that are like still kind of stuck in my car are mechanical things that I may come to peace with, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. Uh, and time will tell. For sure. And, you know, the thing you said earlier about you're just kind of like in between rage breaks, you're not going to be charitable towards something that is making you feel that way. In exactly. The moment, right. Like, the, the you know you don't uh when, when you're when you're lifting or whatever like the bird is there but that's to that that is to benefit you later right yeah so, and, even, and i i'm even feeling pretty charitable <laughs> like it's like i'm not i'm not hating it like I'm, I'm actually still loving it yeah um i'm just like some of the little mechanical things that are making me angry specifically mm-hmm. on the whole i haven't lost track of the game itself yeah so yeah. It is uh, it is a fantastic experience, you know that 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 aesthetic and story stuff, uh, I think, is there and is more singular. Um, mm-hmm. than, than, oh yeah, than, in, in a lot of ways, in a, in a in a way that satisfies me. And you know, kind of a note that I want to leave this on is that, that I want people to understand is this is a horror game. Oh yeah. Like yeah. and that is, thematic shift that there have been elements of horror in you know previous Dark Souls stuff, Tower of Latria, uh, you know just any any number of stuff. It's like it's about zombies, right? But yeah. uh, but but this kind of leans into a, a specific flavor of Victorian horror that over well, overrides my my hatred of steampunk. <laughs> here's here's the thing: is it is, one? It's a cosmic horror story. Uh huh. Like it it is a weird fiction Lovecraft story, um, you know through and through. Like it is, you know, all of those thematic elements are there. Um, and two, uh, it's not steampunk at all, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Like it is literally just like steam fashion. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen like an automaton horse or anything. Yeah. You know, I suppose, like I suppose so. It, it, you know, and that speaks more. Well, I wasn't saying that to correct you. I was saying <laughs> yeah. like I also had that surprise. Like I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be some kind of steampunk bullshit. Yeah. But it's not. It's, you know, uh, Cthulhu by Gaslight, mm-hmm. the RPG setting. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when you're looking at uh, when you're making your character, you have an option to add glasses. And so I gave my guy little glasses because I wanted him to look like me. Um, but they also have monocles or shitty steampunk glasses with yeah. doors glued to, glued to them. And I was like, oh, God, what does this portend? And really all that <laughs> says is what steampunk has done to any kind of Victorian setting. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. So, yeah, that is that, that is there. Don't be dissuaded. Um, you know, if you if you are similarly averse. No, not at all. And if you want to, like. I am I am so happy that they did move away from like uh like the a kind of a medieval the D&D setting. Yeah, the D&D setting. Like I'm very happy about that. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of role playing games to cop. <laughs> um, you know, and way to cop, you know, one of my all-time favorites if not my favorite. Yeah. Uh for this. Um so that makes me very excited. 
So you're, you're totally right. It is a horror game. Um, it is genuinely unnerving at a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, it does like, man, like it does with darkness, what we wanted dark souls 2 to do with darkness. Yeah. I'm getting out that torch <laughs> yeah. with, with regularity. I was so happy um, when I found an item that, uh, turns into like the light gem from demon souls. I, I, I haven't bought that yet. I yeah. found it, but I like, you can buy it, but I haven't done it yet. It's uh it's useful. Yeah, I just I've just been into having the torch out. Me, me too, because you can pretty. light enemies on fire. It's great. Yeah, and and it's real pretty. Yeah, um, and I don't use my gun all that often, which mm-hmm. is probably you know a mistake on my part. I still use it, but yeah. the uh, don't use it all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, something, yeah, something, I'm like, something I'm like a U.S. The... Ranger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, something about the about the story there. Um, it's really weird to me that this has cutscenes with dialogue. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and enemies talk. Uh huh. Oh yeah, like, is it, yeah, you're right. It's like uh, it's like Resident Evil Four. Like, oh yeah, you, you did this, or you know, just screaming obscenities at you. Like, it's great. It is actually Resident Evil Four. It's a lot like Resident Evil Four in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that um, throughout the season. But it is so cool to see the like souls, like Miyazaki, do something and kind of cross his his aesthetic with a different game. Mm-hmm. Like the the strongest parallel to this, like. It is like I, I was almost about to say a very bold statement, which I won't say, but like mm-hmm. I was going to say this, it has as much in common with RE4 as it does Souls. And it does not mm-hmm. quite, right? but it is, it is the, seems like the biggest corollary or the biggest uh, touchstone other than Souls. Yeah. Like even though that percentage might only be like 15% or 20%, like it's so RE4. Mm-hmm. In a way great. that makes me kind of wish that one, the survival horror uh, <laughs> thing, so I could replay it with a Bloodborne <laughs> in mind. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, um, there's, not, there's nothing stopping us later. Yeah, that's true. I just don't want to like I like I don't know if you've run into this thing with watch out fireballs, but every once in a while I'm like, I want to replay a game. But what if we do it for the show? Fuck mm-hmm. it. I won't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to end up having to play this twice in, in a year. Yeah, I've, I've, so. I've, I've done that as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like the, the, those unexpected combinations are where, you know, kind of like creative insight comes from. So the yeah. fact the fact that they're kind of you know willing to cross A with B and determine what's there not only is you know brave and bold and gets them out of their comfort zone you know where they've been you know a lot of the time since you know King's Field with stuff like Shadow Tower and Echo Knight aside I'm talking about from as a studio not Miyazaki himself um, mm-hmm. you know it, it actually does kind of hit on something that at least the two of us really really hold hold dear right yeah. an aesthetic like, it- and a set of themes and stuff. Yeah, if you if you like hearing us like stuff, um, this is going to be a fun season for you because I have uh, joy laughed at enemy designs mm-hmm. in this game uh, with with amazing regularity. Yeah, <laughs> once you start running into stuff that isn't just dudes, mm-hmm. um, it is uniformly a delight. Like uh, just really creatively designed uh, from a combat perspective and then also from just like, a, oh, my God, this thing looks weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that is so, so fun. And like I just I love it. it. It's it's doing the same thing that souls have always done where it's like things aren't afraid to look fucking stupid. Yep. Um, but as opposed to it being like before, it was like in the it was like the entry in the monster manual that like was kind of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, it's it's that offness when it was seasoning before is now the main course. Yeah. You know, um, and there's more intentionality to it. Like when you run into those weird manta ray things in the forest, mm-hmm. um, in, you know, in dark souls one, like those are weird. Like it's just this weird little touch that like makes everything a little bit off here. The things that make everything off are like, this is the point like this, you know, <laughs> this is intentional and this is a reason for this as opposed to just like a little like touch. Yeah. And it's used to great effect. Um, like I literally like there's an enemy where I literally like was like 
laugh, like, like it got me. It surprised me. And I'm just like, oh, whoa, <laughs> you know, and, and if you here's here's a preview of what this entire season is going to be like, uh, Cole's going to be like, and then you run into these and it's going to be a clever like you know, name or, or alternate name for whatever this thing is. I'm like, Oh my God, those things are awesome. And then it's going to be a couple seconds of that while the guest just sits there and nods to their microphone (laughs) is, is uh, sick of these two idiots. So any guests who are listening, uh, yeah, just know that. Look forward to that buds. (laughs) Yeah. Um, by listening to this and and agreeing to be on the show, that is a contract to not be upset when we do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think that we're uh, probably this is probably good for first impressions. Yes. Um, so, again, if you if you have any if you're salty at all about us not immediately launching in the season, I will take the heat on that, um, even though I think we're both on the same page. But like, yeah. I don't want to misexplain insight. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I'm not confident I'll understand it in a week, um, you know, because even once I've beat the game and started going online, like this stuff is trickling out really slowly mm-hmm. um, as far as mechanical knowledge of this game. And I want to be able to make a good you know, not just like a, here are the f- five tips that any first Bloodborne player needs to learn. Be aggressive. <laughs> like, I want to be able to say like, hey, this is how this works. Right. You know, um, kind of right off the bat. Yep. And I agree with you on that. And I feel in a, in, a, in a similar, I feel like I'm in a similar place where I don't feel equipped to explain what's what's happening. At least not without, you know, having having had a chance to beat the game and then absorb kind of the chatter that people are. Yeah, there's, know, there's Chalice Dungeons, dog. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, I've done one of those in completion and I have no idea what the end result is that. And I, I got coffee before work yesterday and the guy noticed me wearing my Dark Souls shirt and we started talking about it and he told me something I had no idea about Chalice Dungeons. I'm like, this is just out in the world. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, there's so little I know about this, which is a mm-hmm. great feeling. It just makes it hard to <laughs> to do this show, plan a show about. And that's something we're going to talk about, too, in the generalities. But like the distinctions between areas, that's going to make this tricky, too. <laughs> um, I think we're going to be able to do it. But man, like if you're like in the previous when we decided to do the Dark Souls season, where it's like this is a a, uh, a guide, like a travel guide to Lordran. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of go area by area. That's going to be tougher here. Yeah. Um, Just because, because there's more crossover between intermediate areas and stuff, intermediate and the, and areas are, that are areas of their own. Yes, yeah, and there are there are areas that uh, yeah don't have you know we're probably gonna roughly use bosses. It might be a little bit more like Demon Souls mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, so next episode next week we are gonna put something out. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, we'll give you I'll let you know what we're gonna try to do. Um, so somebody has translated the uh, Design Works uh, interview on Dark Souls Two which has uh, shed a lot of light on things. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, this is in don't, you know, don't feel salty about it. This is in lieu of nothing. Yep. So uh, I know you're probably sick of hearing us talk about Dark Souls 2, but I think it would, we'd be remiss not to address it because it is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the gentleman who's translating it um, is, has it, I think two thirds translated, yeah. if I had to guess. Um, so we're hoping that third part comes out in time to record. Mm-hmm. I'm so, kind of flying by the seat of our pants. It's a little bit of a gamble, which we don't like to do. Yes. We like we, we we like predictability, but uh, God, do we gonna, like predictability? Yeah, oh boy, uh, <laughs> modus operandi, my friend. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that is the, the, that is what we're aiming for, um, and uh, we hope to be able to deliver that. Additionally, um, what I'm going to try to do is hunt down a digital copy of the comic, the Dark Souls Two uh, um, comic that came out. That is insanely difficult to buy. Like I've seen copies on eBay; they're very expensive. Uh, it's something I feel like I should own. And I'm sure it's real fluff, but it might be worth talking about. And just in the interest of absolute completeness, mm-hmm. you know, everything we've had to do to kind of like push off for Bloodborne, 
uh, <laughs> between these seasons. Um, but also, like, as a Dark Souls podcast, and there's a comic based on Dark Souls, we should cover it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to get a hold of a digital copy of that. We're going to try to do the interview. Um, if those things don't fall into place, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we might end up just doing, like, a shoot the shit um, kind of thing. Or maybe, like, check this out. What if, you, uh, you know, if people have questions? Yeah. What do you think about that, Cole? Oh, yeah, like a like a like a Q&A thing. Yeah, that's Yeah, if you if you have questions for us, mm-hmm. like we'll 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 pad out this shit. Like it's we're going to turn into Twin Humanities for a week. I don't mean that like they pad stuff out. I mean they're a more free-form conversational mm-hmm. kind of podcast. They like you know that like and I I like those guys and I like that show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um look for them this season. But the uh it's going to be a little bit more like us just kind of talking probably. Yeah. If none of these special subjects come into to play. So if you have any questions for us or anything like that, um hit us up. Yeah, that is at duckbeat.tv slash contact. Yep. And if we don't end up, if we do end up just doing the design works thing next week, um, your questions will be answered in uh, future installments or it'll just be a little bit longer of an episode. Yeah. Either way, um, we, we, you know, we're committed to having an episode every week. We don't want to do just like a break. Yeah. That feels lame. <laughs> um, but uh, we do need a little bit of extra blood time. Yep. And I think it'll mm. benefit us all. So. Yeah, I think so too. Um, to tide you over though, um, I got the okay to announce something. Mm. Um, so when we, uh, so after our little interstitial thing we're doing next week and our two episodes on the tutorial area, um, and generalities, um, we're going to be covering central Yarnum, uh, with our guest, uh, Vadi Vidya. Holy shit. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the man himself, the, <laughs> the person who we have just, an, and I'm not saying this to blow smoke, uh, cause I've met him and he's a great dude. And also like, I don't, I try not to do that, but like we owe a lot to you. Yeah. Um, in in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so he I as far for my money, he's the best, best uh, souls lorester. Um, I like every you know, I like a lot of other people I like EMB. I, I love Dave Klein. I want to get uh, Dave back on the, the show as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Vadi has been the guy who I've wanted to get since day one. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to have him and I'm very excited to have him on our kickoff guest episode yeah. in kind of the, you know, because the spoiler for Central Yarn, I'm like. Dark Souls does first levels better than any series in the world um, as far as like, you know, thoughtfully designed, yeah, uh, uh, kind of appropriately difficult and introducing you to the thesis, gameplay theses of the of the, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, literally as well as as any series other than maybe Super Mario Brothers <laughs> um, and having uh, Vadi on that episode is just very exciting. Yeah. He's also, I think, our most requested guest on the show. So, yes, um, there is there, there is demand for this out there. And I'm very happy that we're going to be able to uh, finally achieve that. And so I'm, yeah. I'm incredibly grateful to you, Gary, for doing the work to, you know, uh, talk to him and uh, get, get him to do this. Yeah, um, I, I, I pressed flesh. I was like, it was like a politician. Like, I had to go like, <laughs> I felt like it was, um, what is that, that, uh, that movie um, where it's, it's Sean Connery and he's like courting the, the businessmen. Yeah, I don't know. Or like Rising Sun or something like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that, like it was a, a like. Okay, I want to go meet you in person, and, and you can see that we're not creeps. I know he didn't think we were creeps. Yeah. I don't want to again, but um, yeah, I'm really excited about it because it has been a goal of mine for the entire runtime of the show mm-hmm. um, to have him on, and uh, yeah, so uh, look forward to that for sure. Yeah, and I think that's about it in terms of in terms of announcements. Um, there may or may not be a, a pre roll about this, but the uh, the 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 shirts are still up and available. So mm-hmm. the trap snakes and the turtles pillars. Trap snakes is winning, and that is not a surprise. Uh, but we need some more orders on turtles pillars in order for that to print. Um, so everybody who's looking at that, go to duckfeedtv slash shirts, check out those designs. I'm very proud of them, and uh, mm-hmm. people have responded very positively so far. And I thank anybody who's already pre ordered one. Yeah, if you uh, if you if you are a turtles man, 
um, if you're a member of the Turtle Club, fuck yeah, I'm a member of the Turtle Club, <laughs> then, uh, you know, you got to show your support. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're not going to get a Turtle Club shirt. Yeah. Got to get on that, buds. Yeah. Um, but if you're a snake man, mm-hmm. you're all set. Yeah. You're good. So. Made mm. in the shades. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, then as far as normal stuff, um, you know, when we begin a new season, uh, telling your friends word of mouth, rating reviews, all that stuff is mm-hmm. super important. Yep. Um, we tend to, you know, the listener curve for the show is really interesting because when people aren't playing the game, they don't listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are playing Bloodborne right now. Um, so this is a really good opportunity to get people in on the show. Yep. And uh, this is the time when everyone's kind of, it's fresh and everything. So we'd appreciate ratings, reviews, and telling people about it. Yeah, help us ride the uh, ride the hype train. Uh, and also we'd like to drive people to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Uh, you know, we've had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a lid on Bloodborne spoilers, but as we proceed through uh, the game and more people get up to speed, uh, that discussion is kind of fleshing out and uh, it's becoming a little bit less hushed. Uh, and we want to welcome you into the discussion, uh, especially if mm-hmm. you are a new listener as of today. Uh, it is a fantastic group of people and we'd love to have you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, finally, uh, if you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash TV, if you want to financially support our podcast that is how how we are able to do this yes um specifically this bloodborne season <laughs> um because uh as for as fine a machine as the ps4 ended up being um neither of us were intending on getting one mm-hmm. and it being an exclusive kind of through you know a, a handful of sand in the gears yeah. and uh i'm you know we're very grateful to people financially supporting us and allowing us to do this for sure um so if you want to join uh those those wonderful people um you can and if not if you're just listening that's also great yeah so we really appreciate that Either way, you're helping us out. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what should they do until next time, Cole? Uh, they should beware the old blood. Beware the old blood. I was thinking that. There's also the um, what is it? Oh, it's uh, fear see- the old blood. Oh. Fear the old blood. Um, there's like um, and the like something like seek the good blood and and something will follow. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different taglines for the season. Yeah. We'll find. One. I've got a, yep. I've got a notebook full of uh, great quotes that I've that I've read. So not full, a page in a notebook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is, or is it just quotes in general? Like yeah. you not to be. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a notebook by Fear which not I mean what you can do for it's poor yeah, Richard's almanac. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, fear not what you can do for man. That's a, that's a good inversion of that quote. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's like a, that's, that's great. A, it's the a perfect circle version of that quote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and you know, I love, I, I'm known for many things and one of them is loving a perfect circle. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so we'll, we'll come up with an appropriate sign off. I was thinking what, um, what Alfred says mm. at the end of when you talk to him Yeah, was my guess. I was really hoping when I said that you'd be like, Alfred. <laughs> because we, we had a fun text where like it really felt like we were playing two different games, which is an awesome thing. Yep. Where we were just both referring to areas the other person hadn't been in. Yep. <laughs> um, which is very cool um, for being as far into the game as we were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be a super exciting you know year yeah. um, for the show. And, and thanks, everybody, for joining us mm-hmm. and have a good night. Bye, everybody. We all pray that we will have far more soon.